Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Craft Brewed Sports. I'm your co-host Mike. With me, as always, my main man Scott. This is Craft Brewed Sports. Scott, let's tap this cake sports knowledge. Yeah, you pump all poor. Deal. Alright. <laughs> How you feeling today, man? Feeling great. Feeling yeah. like I didn't blow a 3-1 lead. <laughs> Sky high And Cleveland fans have tuned out (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy I'm not even putting anything about the World Series In the description of this episode Don't So that way they'll listen at least (laughs) Then they'll tune right out Yeah, they'll at least get to this point And then be like, well, I'm done But we already got your play So (laughs) (laughs) might as well listen Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Dude, we have so much going on on this episode. A lot that we want to talk about. But this is November. We're, so we're done with pumpkin beer. We're done with pumpkin beer. We've moved on. We've and moved on to nobody the guessed, beer. Nobody. nobody guessed what the secret beer was, but we are so excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. We found it. Mortal Kombat, for those of you that have been listening to this show from the beginning, first off, thank you. Yes. Uh, Second off, we did this story back in June, probably. Yeah, it was right after we had started doing uh, the weekly... Oh, Upper Deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upper Deck. It was was one of our first stories. You're right. That we did in Upper Deck. (laughs) So probably like four or five shows in. Man, and we were so pumped. We were like, oh my god, they're making making Mortal Mortal Kombat Kombat beer. beer. Uh, but we never thought we would find it because the brewery that makes it is in California and well, Washington. They're is out it in Washington. Washington? Yeah. Oh shit! Okay, I thought it was in California. So I remember thinking, and you know, I think we said it at the time that yeah, we'll, we'll be lucky to find it, and you know, it'd be awesome if we could. But we pretty much assumed that nobody would distribute it around here. And it would be more of a regional thing, and. Well, yeah. as much luck as we had with the pumpkin beers, <laughs> definitely thought we were screwed. But sure enough, I was with Glenn, former guest, friend of the show, and we ran into it while we were up in Columbus, of all places. And there it was. I was so giddy and excited, I sent Mike pictures of the beer. I've yeah, actually you did. We bought the, I bought the beer. We've had the beer longer than we had the pumpkin <laughs> beers. So it's aged Mortal Kombat X beer. And we yeah. got all three of the ones that they brew. Yes, so we are going to do a three-week series here on the Mortal Kombat beers. Uh, there's a Sub-Zero, there's a Scorpion, but this week we are going with the Raiden Imperial Saison. Uh, this is a Belgian-style ale, and Sound Brewery, the brewery that makes this, makes a shitload of Belgians. Like They are apparently known for their Belgians because they have a lot of awards 
for their Belgian ales. They make a Belgian blonde that's won a WABA gold medal. They make a Belgian style double, which has won gold medals, bronze medals, silver, everything. There's a triple entendre Belgian style triple, which is 9.9%. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, That's won uh, awards at a whole bunch of stuff. They won the U.S. Beer Open Gold Medal in 2012 with that one. So these guys clearly know their Belgians. They know their Belgian style (laughs) ales for sure, which makes that puts a lot of pressure on this beer, considering most people probably saw the Mortal Kombat thing, heard about it, and thought, oh, it's just a gimmick to sell, you know, half-ass shitty beer. Right. So there's a lot of pressure on this beer. And the first thing I said as soon as we opened it was, well, this smells good. Yeah. It's got a good bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> it smells delicious. And I, again, if you listen to the show, know that I enjoy some wheat beers and Belgian-style beers. And I asked Mike if he had ever had North Coast Prankster. I can't remember who brews it, but I've only ever had it on tap. This tastes very similar. And a buddy of mine, Jared, if he was listening, would know right away... That if this tastes anything like North Coast Prankster, he'd be all in because we love some North Coast Prankster. But so far, this beer is delicious. It's really good to start with. Interested to see how the bomber lasts as we get into it. But so far, man, it is, it's really good. Yes. Like, super good. Uh, wow, this Mortal Kombat song took a weird turn here at the end. It did. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Uh, we're just going to start it over. How about that? All right. <laughs> Back to the part everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Mortal Kombat, did you play a lot of it as a kid? Because I, I did. did. I played I the did. shit out of it. I was a button masher, though, so I was an asshole to play against. I, oh, I just, you didn't know the moves? You just... I knew some of them, but I wasn't good enough at it to be able to use those moves. So, like, it my, was the my only older fighting brother... game I played. So. Really? Yeah. Well, it was the only fighting game I cared to play. I, I did play like Street Fighter and okay, uh, you know the other ones because the '90s were filled with <laughs> knock. Well, no, they were filled with knockoff fighting. No, games. I know. I like... just like that it was Street Fighter or the other one. Well, I started thinking it was like, well, there was Primal Instinct and there was uh, like. Uh, all of a sudden, these flood of fighting games came back, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'd be here all night naming them. Yeah, but the big ones were Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and then I think Primal Instinct had its little run there. Where yeah. It was super popular. But, yeah, I, Mortal Kombat was my favorite. I wasn't allowed to buy the game when it first came out. You had those parents. Yep, my oh, mom wouldn't let me get man. it. Man. Um, we, we were the kids who – we had it on Genesis, and they – you know, didn't have the blood when they brought in the home consoles. Right. But the Genesis had the code yeah, to yeah, put yeah. in. So the Abacab <laughs> code. Abacab. Yeah. Funny. Used to always add. I remember if we, for some reason, start the game and forget to put in the code. And it's like, wait, there's no blood. Shit, restart it. <laughs> just to put in the blood code. That, that was me and my brother. Like, <laughs> refused to, to play it. it. Yeah. I, uh, I, it, since I wasn't allowed to get it, I saved up my money. I gave it my money to a friend who bought the game and then nice. put it in a different nice. uh, case. And I used that. Like um, that. Yeah. Me and my brother had some wars over this game. Ooh, yeah. Me and my brother did too. It was it was good times. But you know what? I never really... I know it was at the time when arcades yeah. were super popular. I never really played it much at the arcade. It was hard as shit to play at the arcade. Yeah, it was. I, I enjoyed it much more on consoles. Like, Definitely. I was super good at it on consoles. <laughs> and then I'd go to the arcade and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... Sweet and more combat. No. No, it's because the really. joystick... Yeah, like, the joystick changed playing with, Yeah, playing with the joystick instead of the D-pad makes yeah. all the difference. You and can't get tough. those moves. But 
when you're a button masher like me, the arcade wasn't that bad. Because I'm just hitting shit anyways. Fuck it. We'll I see. turned into you when I landed at the arcade. We'll see what happens while I choose my own destiny on this one. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest I got to Hulk smash on anything. Is just button mashing on combat. Uh, but yeah, so far, this is a, uh, a really good beer. I'm Nothing excited. gimmicky about it. No, it's a delicious Belgian so far. Uh, let's see how it holds up as we get through the bomber. Let's do it. Let's get into Upper Deck. Alrighty then. Upper Deck, as always, is brought to you by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Brewed Sports, that's you, can test out Audible's service with a free 30-day trial offer that includes a free audiobook download. No strings attached. Even if you cancel your trial within 30 days, you still get to keep the audiobook. And this week, me and Mike recommend Game of My Life, Chicago Cubs by Jason Culp. All you got to do to get that free 30-day trial and your free audiobook, head on over to audibletrial.com slash craftbrewedsports. That's audibletrial.com slash craftbrewedsports. Or head over to our website. It's a great website. Believe me, it's awesome. Craftbrewedsports.com. <laughs> Click the Audible Trial link. Trust him. He's a doctor. <laughs> I had to do some. This is like our election day episode. I mean, this will be out when the elections oh are going on. So I had to do some sort of ode to the elections there. Yeah. He's Mike Berlon, and we approve this message. <laughs> Alrighty, well, shout out to the Cubs. Congratulations to both the Cubs and the Indians. It was a great World Series. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, a little World Series story for you here. Um, even though the World Series may have wrapped up, stories about another World Series that captured America's attention. Um, back in 2001, when the Diamondbacks were playing the Yankees for the title, um, everybody's favorite Fox announcer, Joe Buck. Now the Indians fans really have tuned out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of people have tuned out. They're like, Joe Buck, fast forward. Okay. Click. Yeah. Um, anyway, Joe Buck claims that Arizona pitcher Kurt Schilling put on a show at the time, and not just on the mound. According to Buck, during game four when Schilling was running out of gas, he told his catcher, Damian Miller, that he was about ready to come out of the game. He had nothing left. And Miller relayed that message to manager Bob Brenly. So Buck goes on to say that though once Brenly came out to the mound to pull him, Schilling noticed that Brenly was wearing a mic. He was mic'd up for the game for the Fox broadcast. And then he decided that he was going to put on a show for America. Quoting Buck, Schilling could see the microphone on Brenly's uniform. He knew that he would look better if he begged to keep pitching on national television, so he asked <laughs> Brenly to keep him in the game. They both knew he was coming out. Uh, of course, this uh, story got back to Kurt Schilling, and Schilling responded that Buck is a liar, 100% through and through. <laughs> we aren't really sure who's telling the truth here. I don't really care who's telling the truth. They both have massive egos. Yeah. They both love them some them, and I kind of have to, unfortunately, probably side with Buck. This totally sounds like something that Schilling I, would yeah, do. Absolutely. Like, he I could loves see him doing the spotlight. And I don't, I don't have anything against Schilling. I, I always enjoyed Schilling, and during that series, he was a hero because he helped down the Yankees. Right. But, man, <laughs> what, what a dick thing to do to totally just, you know, ham it up on right. Amer- you know, yeah. for America. Coach, come on. you got to keep me in. got to make keep this look in. so dramatic. <laughs> I, you, that's Don't shake you, me out, man. <laughs> that's how you know he was ready to get out, that he had, like, this whole plan in his head. Yeah. Like, as he was just on the microphone, no, I'm not. Well, sometimes oh, I on. do feel like when pitchers are getting taken out of the game – 
you know, obviously not every manager's mic'd up, but I feel like some of them act a little bit more dramatic about getting yeah. pulled out of the game in some situations. Like some, you get it, you can tell they've been cruising, and then all of a sudden the manager gets a quick hook. Right. And you, you know, you can see the visible frustration. Other times, I don't know if they're mad at themselves or whatever, but it's like, dude, you just been getting your ass whooped. Yeah, exactly. So, you cut walked, the theatrics. Get out. You <laughs> walked three, man, and then gave up a double. You're fucking coming out of the it's game. It's time to take a seat. <laughs> but yeah, this totally sounds like something Schilling would do. So there yeah. you go. <laughs> I love it. Moving on, Scott may have picked correctly last week. Like I always with do. New England and Buffalo. He picked that game correctly. Don't forget, I always do that, Mike. Uh, not always. always correctly you are not undefeated, so yeah, uh, not well, always. It's always compared to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, even Miss Cleo could not have seen what was going to happen during the Patriots game. The Patriots were driving deep in Bill's territory, and after completed catch that was stopped at about the three-yard line, a fan threw a dildo onto the field. <laughs> I feel like with the way we talk on during Miss Cleo, that, that totally could have been something we made up. <laughs> exactly. Like, that would have been That's, something ludicrous, yes, but even we didn't think about yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, our garbage. There's going to be a dildo that flies out on the field. We would have laughed about that for hours, and then <laughs> holy shit, <laughs> we'd be like that dude who pre- uh, he predicted the, the World Series. Series. Yeah. yeah, we we'd be like that dude. Only it'd be about, about dildos. dildos. <laughs> well, the best part about this to me was that it, during the TV broadcast, you could see the dildo land on the field, flop around, and come to a rest right near the players. <laughs> They showed a fan video online. You can look it up and see it. It shows the incident. The back judge comes over after the play, sees something on the field, <laughs> walks over, looks down, realizes what it is, gives the most confused timeout <laughs> signal I've ever seen a referee give, and then just kicks the dildo off the field. Now, now allegedly, on the dildo, it said Brady's dildo. Like, they had written Brady's dildo. But that's actually not what it said. Uh, Actually, what it said on the dildo was for Mike's beer this week on Craft Brood Sports. <laughs> so the, there's there's some false rumors going around out there trying to you know say that it was Brady's, but it was actually for Mike's beer. So we, we, we've got the dil, we've got to get the dildo shipped here. Can't Mike's believe you beer. threw it on the field. It's supposed to be here in the house, in my <laughs> all beer. up in your beer. Uh, <laughs> I I want to meet this dude that did this. Like we we made fun of Buffalo fans. I just want to know the logic. The, I just want to hear the story about the thought process. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna a, throw a dildo on the field this week. You know what it was? Some dude was like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw a dildo on the field," and all of his friends went, "That's <laughs> hilarious." Yes, you should throw a dildo <laughs> on the field. <laughs> wow. The the article that I read about it. They broke it down and they were like, first of all, the physics of this are impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. They threw a dildo. I mean, you're at least 15, 20 yards away at that point. But how did you get it into the game? Like, what, did you tape it to the inside of your leg? I mean, did you hide hide it in your back pocket? Because, I mean, you know, going through security to get into sporting events now is tough. Not that they're looking for dildos when you go through security. But I just imagine that... It's not easy to smuggle in a dildo. I mean, did the dude have it up his ass? <laughs> like, inquiring minds want to know. So and, oh, and I said, dude, I don't want to be sexist because it might have been a woman. It could have been a lady. But this is totally a dude move. That's There's no way a woman threw yeah. a perfectly good dildo on the field. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Uh, I love this story. This was my favorite story of the week. I'm so glad that this happened. I love it. It 
It's so funny <laughs> from multiple <laughs> angles. So funny. But moving on, because we'd be talking about this all night, and I'm sure it'll get referenced this more. This is the Dodo episode, everybody. <laughs> That's going to be in the description. <laughs> it won't be in the description about 3-1 lead, but it will be. This will be this, called the Dildo this, episode. This episode is pretty Dildo heavy. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, several NBA players say that the Skirvin Hilton Hotel is haunted in Oklahoma City. And this past Sunday, the Lakers were the lucky team in town playing the Thunder. Well, Lou Williams and Larry Nance Jr. of the Lakers were so spooked that they actually paid to stay in a different hotel. I've heard about this hotel before. Like This isn't the first time I've I would love heard to about there. this story. Too. Yeah, I mean, it, if you have a chance, I guess I would. But players swear by it. But anyway, uh, Meta World Peace, everybody's favorite psychopath, <laughs> better known, a.k.a. Ron Artest, uh, said he ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Although after hearing his account, though, we think maybe he should be. Uh, Artest said of his stay that the ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it. They touched me all over the place. I'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places. <laughs> a couple of things come to mind. First of all, I forgot that Ron Artest had somehow stumbled still back there. into the yeah, NBA. Still there. He retired or yeah. went over to China for a hot minute and... So he's back. Right. So that's weird. And two, totally not shocked that he would make up a story about the ghost fondling him. And he he's, probably really is trying to sue. This is the dude that went and filled out an application to work at Staples during the NBA lockout. <laughs> so, yeah. Or wait, was it Staples or was it? No, Circuit City. Circuit City, yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. He, said, uh, he said the reason why he didn't do anything about it is because he was watching a movie. And he didn't... <laughs> He didn't want to well, yeah, disturb I mean, the movie. So he's like, man, whatever. Good <laughs> flick. Sorry. Ghosts, do what you will. Have your way. They're going to finger the b-hole, but I really like this movie. <laughs> so. I really like this part. Just hurry up. I, Buy me dinner afterwards, though. Dude, I'm so I'm into all of that like ghost hunting shit. I've spent the night at the Mansfield prison. Like Me and my oh, wife yeah. did the overnight ghost hunting mm-hmm. tour. Uh, when I did a show with my buddy Kai Miller in Millersburg, there's supposedly the most haunted hotel in Ohio is in Millersburg, Ohio. And uh, wait a minute, there. the most haunted hotel is there like a rating system? Apparently. Is it like a level? Yeah. This yeah. is more haunted <laughs> than, well, other ones in yeah. the state. Yeah. Hey. More ghosts hang out. They prefer gonna, to hang out here than I'm any gonna other I'm going to stand place. by that statement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stand by it. I'm not saying it is that their slogan. Like, this is the most haunted house anywhere in Ohio. That's what the lady told me at the at the brewery that I was at. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> but it weird was qualifier. A, it was a it was a like nothing really weird happened. It wasn't scary at all, but I love this kind of shit. I would love to stay at this hotel huh. and fucking just see get touched happens. all over my ghost. Yeah, you know. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> well, sticking with the NBA uh, kind of Former NBA baller Al Harrington recently made news for advocating weed legalization in California. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the best part of the story comes from this little tidbit that was found within the story. He told the undefeated that he recommended medicinal use of marijuana to his own grandma. <laughs> Viola Harrington. Apparently, she suffers from a condition brought on by her glaucoma. Makes her makes it very hard for her to see. So back in 2011, Harrington suggested that she try smoking weed. She said, "Quote, boy, I ain't smoking no marijuana." <laughs> you know, Granny said marijuana. You know, she said marijuana. Eventually, she agreed to to test it out, see what would happen. 
Uh, Harrington went and researched the best strain Quote of unquote, marijuana. Research, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he researched a lot. Right. Uh, well, you know, hands-on trial sometimes <laughs> is the way to do it. Oh, this one, this one, this one helps my eyesight. Yes, yes. I can see some shit with this one. <laughs> Woo, <laughs> Grandma gonna love this one. <laughs> he went with Vietnam Kush. <laughs> And apparently changed grandma's life. Uh, about an hour after using it, she told Harrington she was able to do something she hadn't done in a long time. <laughs> Quote, I haven't been able to read the words in my Bible for three years. He helped granny see God. <laughs> he literally helped granny see God. <laughs> this story is so awesome. It's great. Never in a million years would you be like, I could, there's, could you convince your grandmother to smoke weed? No, no. If I suggested something like that, I would get my ass whooped. Even at the age my grandma just died a few years ago, even at that age, my grandma would have whooped my ass yep. for having suggested that she I smoke weed. I wouldn't be able to convince my grandma. I wouldn't be able to convince my mom. I can't convince my wife. Like I got, I, there's no way. There's no way. How do you even? Uh, that's amazing. It's it's an amazing story, and I love it. Granny's like, well, fuck it, shit, else won't work. <laughs> Let me hit that, son. I can't wait till our generation gets old because we're gonna be the coolest fucking old people ever. Well, there won't even be a story about Granny smoking weed because right. <laughs> it'll just be like everybody smokes weed. Yeah, here's a story. Somebody wasn't smoking weed. It was weird. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> God. Because uh, we can't get enough Patriots news. Um, what Build happens? <laughs> what happens when you play for the Patriots and things are going well? Which unfortunately is seemingly always. Well, apparently everybody's favorite fuckboy, Tom Brady, <laughs> comes down the chimney and leaves presents in everybody's locker. And that's what happened this week, as t- Mr. Brady left a present for each of his teammates. A dildo. That would actually have totally <laughs> made sense. It would explain a lot. But no, it was a new pair of Uggs. Oh my god! Wow, because what, what were Crocs all sold out, Tom? <laughs> were, were there not enough Crocs available? So you're like, I know he has a deal with Uggs, but what made him think that the 52 other guys in that locker room were like, sweet, bro, <laughs> thanks for these Uggs, hey, man. man. Hey, man, can you give me some Uggs? Like, I I know you got the hookup. Can you, can you get, can you this is one Uggs? time that anybody would advocate whooping their teammate's ass and have no problem. How with. do you? Maybe like, wait a minute. Maybe that's how Jamie Collins got traded. Maybe he was like, <laughs> "Fuck these Uggs! I ain't taking no damn Uggs. This is some bullshit." They're like, you got to go, Jamie. You're banished to the Browns. Off to Cleveland, Jamie. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wear, I wear these Uggs. I wear the Uggs. I promise. I wear, I wear two pair of Uggs at the same late, time. Jamie. It's too late. Sorry. Paper's been signed. You gone. <laughs> I don't. How do you tell your quarterback that his presence sucks? Like, Easy. Ask Jamie Collins. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting a rumor here on Craftford Sports that he got kicked off the team because he dared. He dared stand up in the face of Tom Brady and his Uggs. <laughs> hey, yo, coach. I, I ain't wearing these ugly motherfuckers. You can tell Tom. I don't give a fuck who he is, how many MVPs he got. Belichick's like, uh, all right, we'll yeah. see about that. Hey. <laughs> Dude rolling the camera over there, spying on other teams. <laughs> Call the Browns. Jamie's out. And that's how that went down. <laughs> All because of some Uggs. Uh, there you go. Well, that's great. Um, <laughs> f- rounding out up Uggs. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, rounding out Upper Deck this week, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, fuck them. They completed <laughs> the first ever commercial shipment by self-driving truck. So they sent a fully loaded trailer 
from their facility in Fort Collins, Colorado, through Denver into Colorado Springs and delivered beer via self-driving truck. It's around 125 miles or so. That's the first time in history that a self-driving vehicle has shipped commercial cargo. Too bad it was shitty beer that was sent that way. Wonder if the people got it and were like, "Oh shit, we thought it was a truck full of Uggs. <laughs> Instead, it's worse. It's Budweiser. Uh, Fuck. Uh, thanks for all the water, everybody. <laughs> uh. You couldn't send Uggs? <laughs> thanks. Uh, I think it's cool that, that this is happening. Uh, we're one step closer to robots taking over the world. Yes. So that's kind of cool. Like This is the beginning of a Transformers movie right here. Is what Can't wait is. till the uh, trucks become self-aware. Right. And exactly. we're all fucked. <laughs> that truck is going to be like, I'm carrying what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Just stole the words out of my mouth. It's going to become self aware. And the first thought is uh, you're using me to transport what? I'm killing all yeah. of humanity. <laughs> Rogue truck just starts barreling down on people. That's, that's how Decepticons are made, goddammit. <laughs> you use me. You use me for Budweiser. <laughs> starts rallying other trucks to his cause. <laughs> Uh, that was the most fun Upper Deck ever. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, <laughs> Upper Deck, as always, brought to you by Audible.com. Make sure you guys check that out. Get your free audio book and your free 30-day trial. Scott, the Cubs break the curse. Woo! 108 years down the fucking drain. Man, <laughs> somebody was going to do it. And, you know, I hate to bring up old shit, but I did predict that that was going to be the World Series You did matchup. predict that. I, I did say that, although that the Cubs would be most likely to stub their toe on the way. Yep. Can't forget that part. But not only did they not stub their toe, they defied the odds and came back from the 3-1 deficit. I believe I did say that normally the teams that I back in playoff situations are ones that have the most players from former players from my teams so i said the cubs had three former reds which was the most out of the playoff teams and that was going to be the team i cheered for so yeah but you jinx every fucking team so (laughs) pretty sure that they were lucky to break that one i did good i got us to a game seven i wanted a game i didn't jinx game six (laughs) i I didn't jinx the so i'm fucking i'm turning it around man you should be scared be a I'm little totally scared. scared. <laughs> You're gonna be writing, writing one ads in no time. I don't want to talk about Miss Cleo just yet. Where, ugh, what a fucking shitty weekend there. But anyways, uh, yeah. So the Cubs break the curse. There's gonna be a lot of babies born in Chicago come August. Cause... Yeah. Okay. So who are they? <laughs> that, that's the thing. There are gonna be a lot of babies born, which there always are, because that's just the way the world people love fucking. Yep. And I gotta believe that. There's going to be a ton of kids named after this. Now, I got a buddy who's a huge Cubs fan, and he had a daughter, and her name was already Addison. So you've already yep. got that. Okay. But what's the most popular name out of this group, do you think, coming like next year? What, what are they going to be the most of in a few years in grade schools in can, Chicago? Can you, uh, can you give a kid the first name Schwarber? Is that, is that allowed? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I could see a whole lot of Kyles. There though. are going to be some Kyles. There will yeah. be some Chris's spelled with a K. Yeah. Um, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if there will be any Araldises, though. No. Don't think there will be many Araldis. <laughs> Fuck Araldis Chapman. Can I just say that real quick? Indians fans, when Araldis Chapman came in the game uh, and blew the save, I have never been more of an Indians fan in my life than when that <laughs> happened. I hate Eraldis Chapman. I know he's a former Red, but the way I look at it, as soon as you beat a woman, uh, fuck you. I'm done with you. I don't. I hope horrible things happen to you, personally and professionally. And uh, he ended up getting the win, which is <laughs> such a fuck you to me. Well, the the old Mike Burlon <laughs> curse coming through again. 
Man, I that I got into it on Facebook last night with a dude defending Raldis Chapman. Did. It got for anybody that that follows me on Facebook, uh, that got vicious. All because now, can I ask you this, Scott? Will you be impartial? Was the initial post that bad? No, I the initial post was totally in line with our personalities, your exactly. personality. Anybody who knows you would have read the post and thought, ha, 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 that's, <laughs> that's clever. And Catherine Nero co-signed it, so that's how I know it wasn't oh, that well then, bad. Okay, good. Then yeah, I'm, no, I'm she gave board. it a like, and so I was like, well, I mean, I was one of the first people to like it. I think I was either the second or third <laughs> yeah. person to like it. I just happened to be on there at the same time. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, yeah, that's good stuff. But, you know, other women. Now, I did see a few women who... Initially thought there was one that that's horrible. Defriended me immediately over it. Yeah, the post which, the post in question said was Araldus Chapman's arms sore from all the pitches or all the woman beating. That was the post in question that started everything. I mean, I could understand how somebody would think that's in poor taste, but it, it's, I will give it's you ironic because you know we're not advocating. I will that, give you like, in poor taste. It's it's. A lot of this shit I post is in poor taste. Well, yes, the show uh, is mostly in <laughs> right, poor taste. This, yeah. <laughs> but man, that that post took such a turn last night, and it didn't help that I had been it drinking took on whiskey. A life. <sighs> so, uh, which a lot of your posts on Facebook do, by the way. <laughs> I've been meaning to mention. I'm a lightning rod. Should probably rod. lay low. <laughs> no, I'm a lightning rod. I kind of like it. You're wanted uh, for murder <laughs> on yeah, Facebook. A Chapman fan went at me after that post, and uh, I just don't understand why dudes or why anybody still cheers for somebody after something like that comes out. Well, I do if it's like for your team, and I don't mean okay, I'm going to go out and fully support. But I understand if Cubs fans aren't... They're not turning their back on it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I I understand if he's on your team. Now, I will say, Hector Oliveira for the Braves, earlier this season, they were on a road trip in Washington. He got arrested for domestic violence. They pretty... I, I was immediately done with them. Yeah. Now, it's not the same for... People will say, well, Hector Oliveira, he sucked anyway, so right. it's easy to turn your back on him versus, obviously, Cubs fans. But for me, it was just like, I'm done. I don't have time for that. Dealt with plenty of the shit with the Niners getting arrested for various things. I don't need it across all my yeah. my, my team. So as soon as I hear anything about domestic violence, it's like, all right, get out of here. Right, That's I'm it. done I'm with pretty you. Much yeah, done. I'm like, done with you. And, you know, if the if I, I don't control anything the team does, so if the team... It kind of goes back to the whole, you know, people always said, oh, if Derek Jeter would have played for the Braves, you would have loved him. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can separate. You shut your like, mouth. Like, the team. Like, I wouldn't have been upset when he was getting clutch hits against everybody under the sun. <laughs> but I also wouldn't have been like, hey, Derek Jeter is my favorite player ever. Right. I just, you know, it's just like that where – I'd be able to... You can compartmentalize. Look, yeah, I'd be able to look past the domestic violence because he was on the team and it had to... But I wouldn't... It wouldn't mean me supporting you wouldn't, the player. Yeah, you wouldn't support the player. You would want the player to do well for the benefit of your team. Yeah, and But that's you it. wouldn't necessarily be a fan of the player. I feel like this is a problem that goes way beyond sports. Not to get too crazy oh, no, conspiracy it's an like, America it's, problem it's the same reason why we have the fucking crazy divide we do with this election is because people won't say oh, my candidate kind of sucks nobody yeah. will fucking come out and say it everybody's like no mine's the best and fuck you you're wrong if you support <laughs> like that's crazy to me there's nothing wrong with being like hey this person's kind of a shitty person I'm, I'm gonna support him because it, it yes. will benefit me in some way but 
I don't really like them. There's nothing wrong with fucking saying that. I've said those exact words all election season. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm voting for this person, but I don't really like them. Yeah. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah. The other person sucks more, so here I am. Right. I It, it was mind-boggling to me that, uh, that that post took on the life that it did. Uh, and it's all because people will defend their favorite player, their favorite whatever, to the death. Doesn't matter what happens there. 100% supporting it. Which and is so weird because that person will never even meet you most right. likely and would never defend you yeah. that staunchly. Like, right, they exactly. They, they have no connection to you. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't get that. Very strange. Uh, the other thing that I noticed on Facebook during this World Series, uh, did you notice the Indians fans were a little touchier than normal during this one? Yeah, but this went back to something I I said. I got in arguments with Indians, well, Cleveland fans in general, and not all of them, but just a select few. Yeah. When the Cavs were going for it, or, you know, we're in the playoffs, I had suggested, so if they win this, where does that leave Cleveland? Because that was the question. Having not won anything across all the sports for so long, you know, they, they're kind of like the Cubs. Everybody wondered, well, what happens when the Cubs win? Do, are they still the lovable, lovable losers? Do they lose their identity? Well, I kind of asked the same question about Cleveland. And Cleveland, some Cleveland fans jumped on me and said, oh, that's a fucking stupid question. We'll know how to handle it. We'll be fine. Like, you know, what, what's better to do, win or not win? Well, my <laughs> argument was that because, and the series proved it, that the Cavs winning one wouldn't erase all of the Clevelandness yeah. about everything. That's a good way because to put the, it. <laughs> the, yeah, because the hierarchy is in Cleveland, and it, maybe it's just my opinion, but I've had a lot of Cleveland people back me up on this. The hierarchy is that the Cavs are third and that the Browns and Indians are 1A and 1B. Like I would agree 100%. Coming like, from Northeast Ohio, yeah, like that, absolutely. And that's just, that, that's just always the vibe I've gotten. That's how I felt. And so I understood that it meant so much more for Cleveland if the Browns or Indians won a title. And this, this was well before I even knew that Cleveland, the Indians would be in a position to win a title. Yeah. And so I thought... Well, okay, so if the Cavs win it, does it just all of a sudden erase everything and, you know, everything's good and, oh, my God, we got a title, we don't care anymore? Or are you secretly going to be wondering, like, man, you know, the Cavs won it, but it's almost like a backdoor to the the answer? Yeah. And then, then this proved it because Cleveland fans, like, it was almost as if the Cavs didn't win a championship. They were yeah. They acted just like Cleveland fans always have, you know, and, and when they were, once things started going south, they, you know, they got upset, they got pissy, they yeah. bailed, you know, oh, you know, it, here we go again, this is Cleveland, this is so Cleveland. I'm like, man, it's as if they never won that Cavs title. Yeah. And that proved to me that that Cavs title didn't mean as much to most of Cleveland right. like they projected. I would, I would say, and it's not all Cleveland fans, I think no. a majority of people that I know that are Cleveland fans handled the series like a, a normal fan would and you know nothing out of the ordinary but there was a lot of complaining yes. about Joe Buck which Joe Fine. Buck sucks yeah. he's he's terrible I I don't blame you but for like complaining conspiracy about it. but it was theory. oh the Fox just wants the Cubs to win well the Cubs have a national following <laughs> yeah they're going to fucking pander because the Cubs have so many more fans than Cleveland. So yeah, they're they are gonna suck Kyle Schwarber's dick. Well, and a little Joe bit Buck tends to pander just anyway. Yeah, well, he's a terrible <laughs> announcer. That's yeah. why. Like, I don't. I didn't get the idea of being upset at Joe Buck because he's 
bad. Like he's not a good announcer, so you, they're surprised that he was bad. That's crazy to me. The other thing that that kind of got me and I, I, it made me laugh a little bit. If you remember when the Indians played the Blue Jays, Jose Bautista said that there were quote circumstances that were the reason why the Jays weren't getting the hits. Uh, the Indians were getting some calls. <laughs> yes. that, uh, and then... Which everybody, rightfully so, that said that he was being a little whiny. And yep. was kind of a bitch Every move. Indians fan were like, yes. you're a bitch. And I, I saw a lot of posts about, hey, how about those circumstances, Jose? Yes. Uh, which, he was being a bitch. He was being a whiny no little bitch. Yeah, I, no, I... I agree. I totally agreed with that at the time. But then I see nothing but posts about the strike zone... Uh, in the World Series and <laughs> how it's against the Indians and the Cubs are... There was a fucking umpire in that World Series from Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> he He's a lifelong Cleveland Indians fan and he's umpiring the, that World Series and you're going to say that his strike zone is bad and he's conspiring for the Cubs? Well, in their defense... I watched a lot of the the games. The umpiring was just bad. Period. It, it was, but terrible. it was bad for both teams. Yes, it was it, awful. It, for it was definitely. Both I definitely pitchers. didn't see it slanted one way or another. There was never one time as being a neutral observer because I didn't care who won this series. I would have been okay with either one. That was the best part about this series is yeah. that it was two teams that I would have been happy for the either fan way. Bases. I was good with it. Yeah, yep. to walk away, and I would feel bad that the other one wasn't. I wish that they both somehow could have walked away, but that's not the way sports work. So, but anyway, I was watching it with a neutral eye, I didn't ever think, gee, man, you know, this team's getting the shaft. Or, right. man, they're really favoring the Cubs. It was, these umpires suck. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was the the usual. I'm, I'm sitting there, and even last night during Game 7, I tweeted out, the human element's got to change. Yeah. They need to do something. Right. Because there's too many blown calls in games that really matter. And even with replay, which there were quite a few like overturned replays, which I was happy to see. But yeah. Even with it, it, it's just not enough. Sometimes, and they, you know, when you're calling balls and strike, and everybody can see, damn, you know, especially on replay, oh, that was that was a strike. And yeah. They're missing calls. It gets frustrating in a hurry. I think what, uh, and I don't blame Indians fans for being mad. I think the difference was it wasn't necessarily that it was slanted against you, Indians fans. I think the difference was when. A call didn't go your way on a ball or a strike. The Cubs were able to capitalize. And, yes, and the Indians were not able to capitalize. Yeah, it was always magnified. Yeah, whenever the because they would they would miss a call, they would miss a strike, and then the Cubs would score two or hit a home run or something. Whereas if they missed a call against the Indians, then uh, the next pitch was like the strike three that gets them so if they if the indians were capitalizing then those mistakes get more magnified yeah but uh, saying all that this was the best playoffs i have ever seen i know the whole thing everything from wild card to the to game seven was fucking awesome as a baseball fan you couldn't have asked for a better no, and experience. this is exactly what baseball needed. We yep. talked about it during the baseball episodes with Grant. We, you know, we said what can baseball do to get better, and everything about these playoffs is what baseball needed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I understand that the conspiracy theory, you know, is that they wanted this series to go on, but it was so it was so good. Like right. I'm almost uh, part of me almost hopes that there was some backdoor dealings to make it go. <laughs> like, I don't want you know I don't want to think that anything's rigged, but. If that's what it took to get to seven games, which is what I said I wanted at the beginning of this series, and I got it. I said not only do I want seven games, I want drama in that seventh game. 
you couldn't I couldn't have scripted any better how everything went in this series and generally throughout the playoffs. It was just such good baseball. If I'm now, a Cleveland fan, uh, sorry, let me interrupt you. Real no, quick. you're good. If I'm a Cleveland fan, I'm mad at J.R. Smith. Because, for taking off his shirt. Well, that's when they rallied back. How come you didn't have your fucking shirt off in game five, <laughs> man? Where were you then? <laughs> like, you should have that shirt off the whole fucking series. They would have swept the Cubs. <laughs> True. But I, what I was going to say is, it again, it still takes two. Not to get back into what's wrong with baseball, but just very quickly to touch on it. It takes too long to get there, man. Yeah, that, that shit's got to start earlier. Yep. The, the the game seven does not need to be played in November. There's no reason no, that's for games, crazy. Game sixes and sevens to be played in November. They've got to push that back on the calendar, yeah, and that I means agree. eliminating games. I, you know, it just does. That's just to harken back on an old point. But you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not here to shit all over baseball for what they do wrong. Right. They, it, <laughs> again. Everything went. Everything. Yeah. Not again. Everything went right, and I loved it. Yeah. It was a great series. Uh, Indians fans, I, take solace in the fact in knowing your team is going to be back there. That's a good fucking yes. team. And they were hammered with injuries this year. They're going to be yes. so good next year. Kluber is going to be a nightmare for teams for a long time. As long as, as, long he as he doesn't have to pitch yeah. three times in a seven-game series. Yeah. yeah. As long as he stays healthy, that dude is going to be an animal. So, yeah, enjoy that, Indians fans. Well, and, the and there's not much solace when you lose, but... It sucks now. But, but, no, it does, but I'm saying there's also solace in knowing that, man, you know what? We played in one hell of a series. Yeah. There, there, You shouldn't be, you know, I don't know how many times I watched Braves in the World Series and thought, man, it just gave away games or just didn't show up or it was just a horrible performance and you're like, wow, this is what I waited all year for. Yeah. But the Indians fans, I, I don't I don't think they can make an argument for any of the games that they pissed anything away or they there was any games where they're just like, ah, oh, the, you know, the drive no, just didn't show up. Like, most people counted them out when they got down in game seven. Like, it, yeah. I, I was one of them. I put up the post on my dad's page of uh, Randy Quaid in Major League Two. Yeah. <laughs> Put I up a parking that. lot. like, <laughs> And then right after I do that, they tie it up. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, well, there you go. Like that, that delete, team, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> no, I was, my dad was like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Dad, are you watching? <laughs> do you know what just happened? <laughs> but yeah, that, that team did not give up at all. They were it – was, it was such a great series. It was. Awesome series. Moving on, uh, college football playoffs. The first rankings were revealed this week. They were. And now uh, we can update our shitty, <laughs> shitty picks. Well, here's here's the top uh, top ten as revealed by the uh, college football playoff committee. Number one, Bama, no surprise. Number two, Clemson. All right, that's a good uh, good pick. Number three, the Fighting Khakis. Number four, Texas A and M. Number four, Texas A and M. What the fuck? How did Texas A and M get to number four? I'll talk about that in a minute. Number five, Washington. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Louisville. Number eight, Wisconsin. Number nine, Auburn. And number ten. Nebraska. How is Texas A&M ranked number four ahead of Washington after they just got destroyed by Alabama? Because they have a better schedule. They just got... I saw your outrage when this first They happened. just got destroyed. Okay, here's two things. One, calm your shit because it's the first one. <laughs> like, if they... I, I don't even understand why they do all this. this is because just they pointless. get people like Yeah, they get you all fired up, up for no reason. Yes. And, and everybody gets all worked up. 
This is just the stupidest preseason rankings. I say don't even announce where anybody's ranked until like the last two weeks. Like, just you realize how much, heading into how much conspiracy theories would happen if they did that? If they waited until the last two weeks, it'd be like, oh, you're you're fucking cheating. You're not telling us who. It, come on, where are we at? No. <laughs> I don't know. I did, did we don't, I, you don't need updates. You got the rankings. You got the polls. That's good enough. All the way until they release. Hey, here's what we finally think. Like maybe a week prior to the the like going to the play or a week prior to the final regular season week before you head into all the conference championships. Yeah, that would be early enough because otherwise you get all these and they change. How they many do times? change. I mean, like between now and then because of all these factors and it's like. Everybody else, what? Washington isn't in there. But I'm looking at it like, but they're going to be in there in the end, right? Or they're going to be... If they win out, yes. Yeah. I, I, so for anybody to get upset right now, it's kind of pointless. Like, I just... It's just crazy to me that you're going you're gonna to take a team who is who will need help above them and put them ahead of a team that controls their own destiny. That's the, that's the craziest part of this to me. Like, why would you... Why would you take Texas A&M, who needs Bama to lose twice to even have a chance to play in the SEC championship? That's that's where Texas A&M is at. They lost Alabama. They need Bama to lose twice to even get to the SEC championship fine. game. The problem again. The problem is they're ranking them now. They're not. They're not projecting what's going to happen or what needs to happen. They're just saying, "Hey, right now this is exact. This is how we felt. If the season ended today, all things being equal, and none of those games behind it taking place, this is what we would rank." Them. And that's where my argument is. I know if, it's if stupid. That's, if you're going to say, and and I agree, that's how it should be. If it if the season ended right now, these are the teams that would make the college football playoff. But I'd have that, no problem with if you said this is the way it would be because again. <laughs> Schedule being what it is. It doesn't matter. You're, you've got a one-loss team who just got blown the fuck out. Like, they, they showed they they don't even match up with Alabama. They're nowhere near Alabama. But that's the only other team that they don't match up against right now. It, they, One. They're not in it. The best team. Like, nobody's Washington, arguing that Alabama's not at the, like, the cream of the crop. So, I, I know. I, I understand that. But Washington hasn't had a chance to play an SEC team. They haven't. That's not. That's not how they're. Well, that's scheduled. their damn fault. They should have scheduled better. Undefeated. They should have scheduled better. They're undefeated. They, they played have... one game that mattered. The the, the game you picked. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They played one game. But they have taken care of their schedule. They are in a major conference, and they have taken care of their schedule so far. And the, they're not. Not to they're quote not a lot head of those of talking heads, on. but schedule better. Bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> That's a bullshit. Uh, it's a bullshit thing. I I I I am taking solace in the fact that I know that A and M. By the way, I'm using taking solace a lot. I'm sorry, uh, everybody listening in. Take a shot every time I say take solace <laughs> in the fact. But I, I know Texas A and M will not end up there if uh, unless cool. Alabama wins. Everybody wants to know why you're getting all worked up and why we're because still that's about how it. I fucking do things. <laughs> Moving on to our picks. Moving on. Uh, so we started off the year. I had Oklahoma. Florida State, Ohio State, Alabama. Your first set of picks, Scott, was Oklahoma, Florida State, Ohio State, Clemson. Those were your first yes. picks. And then we adjusted. We adjusted, and <laughs> I went with uh, Florida State taking Oklahoma's place, uh, Stanford, Ohio State, and Bama. You switched out Oklahoma and put in Houston. So you had Houston, Florida State, Ohio State, and Clemson. And then we switched again because <laughs> we're not good at picking these top four teams. No. We're as good as the playoff committee is. So currently, I have Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, and Washington. 
You goddamn right, Scott. You have <laughs> no you have, wonder you're arguing <laughs> the point so so viciously. You have Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan, and Alabama. I feel pretty good about mine. Your picks are damn good right now uh, because I would say Ohio State has a worse loss. They lost to Penn State. That's not a, a good loss. But if they beat Michigan, but if they beat Michigan and Michigan doesn't get blown out, right? It's a close game. Yes, they have a better claim to that number four spot than Texas A and M does. Yes, so I am. I agree. You are sitting pretty with those uh, with those picks there. I am in trouble uh, with <laughs> big shocker. Stop him if you heard it, folks. <laughs> His picks are in trouble because <laughs> I don't have uh, Michigan anywhere in that top four. I think I feel confident with Bama, Clemson, and Washington. But I've got Ohio State in there uh, with no because I bank on the fact that Ohio State was going to represent the Big Ten. Yeah, so that could be interesting know, for, we'll for my picks. Uh, do you any changes that you want to make to yours? Nope. You know what? I'm going to go crazy and leave mine alone too. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to change mainly because I don't want to go back in a couple episodes and try to find this spot and and re rework. The notes for the pre-show. Fair enough. Uh, so that's where we're at with the college football playoffs. We'll see how that uh, switches throughout the year here. Hockey update. How are your boys looking? Um, got their asses beat the other day. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was 5-1. to one. Uh, They didn't look Ooh. good. Uh, Record-wise, not terrible. But for whatever reason, they're 1-2 and two at home. Okay. And then I believe it was 2-1 and one on the road. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. No. That, yeah. The, the math adds up. So yeah, they're four and four. They're not terrible, but they they were just coming off of like a really big loss. I think they're playing right now against Chicago. Actually, they are. Do you want to know so. what's going on right now in that game as we're recording? Chicago's up two nothing. Damn. Don't feel bad about that because last night the Red Wings were up two nothing over the Flyers and ended up losing in overtime. So I jinxed another team. Well, that and. They went on that streak, and what what the hell happened? They they played a Florida team. They played Florida again, and it just it fucked them up again. <laughs> Apparently, so they're back to five hundred. Like after no, they're not back to five hundred. Uh, they are where are they at right now? Uh, six and five. They're close. I guess they're close to five hundred. But they, uh, anyways, they lost to they <laughs> they've they're on a three game skid right now. They lost to Boston. Lost to Florida and then lost to Philadelphia. So basically, both of our teams are just kind of meh right now. They're just as of right now, you know, treading water. You know what sucks? They played on NBC Sports last night. Like I could have watched the Red Wings, but you had a good reason. But for not. it was Game Seven, <laughs> one of so, the greatest games of all time. Happened. Yeah, so. so the next time that they're on TV, hopefully, that I can the fans will us. <laughs> That's November fifteenth is the next time I can tune well, you in. Better hop on them porn websites and get to finding <laughs> them. Then. Nope, found out the hard way. That's not. Uh, <laughs> that's how uh, you see some videos you don't want to see. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about your Miss Cleo picks from last week? They were awesome. I want. I went three and zero. <laughs> Because I had the bye week beating the Niners, they then the bye week thrashed them. So that bye was a week win. did win big. That was a. Uh, what was the score that you had predicted in that one? Just for Tyson's sake, I don't know that I gave a score. I just straight <laughs> up said that the bye week was going to win, and they did soundly. I I didn't, you know, damn, I I feel bad that I didn't give a pick just for Tyson's sake. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I had the bye against the Niners. That was a W. And then I had the Patriots over the Bills. Sorry, Alex, that was a W. And then Clemson over Florida. 
Florida State. State. <laughs> I'm going to say it slow so that you remember and hopefully are listening. Because Wait, last week, yeah, what last happened? week you decided to not. I had the text ready to go in that game because that was a close game. It was, and I actually was sitting there like, oh, I'm gonna get the text. I had the and text after we talked shit on the show <laughs> about him not remembering it right, and I'm gonna look like a real dick. The, the text was ready to send that said, "Bet you wish you had just gone with what I said." <laughs> yeah, and then you hit delete, mother. I did. I had to delete that shit quick. Florida State really caved in that last drive. <laughs> that was awful. They went the wrong way. For that entire last drive. <laughs> That's okay, because how about your picks? My picks, I had a, I had a win, Washington over Utah. And? Got that uh, got that W. You know what the best part about that win was? You told me to pick, you challenged me to pick that game. And I did, and I won it. Boom. Got some mojo going. And then Sunday S- came. <laughs> well, although what you're saying is, it takes me to challenge you to make the correct pick. Look, that's I, the only way you can get it right. Is that if, what you're saying? Congrats! If, I mean, if you're thinking, if you really look at things, I'm challenging everybody to make my picks for me. <laughs> like I, I have gone the <coughs> pussiest route in Miss Cleo's. Yeah, picks. which I uh, didn't figure out until Sunday <laughs> that your your plot was to you know anti jinx, and then you never actually are wrong. Can't like, lose. Yeah. I can't lose. You, if I if may you pick lose a team the and they lose, yeah, you're definitely losing the bet. That, I, may no lose, doubt about that. I may lose the bet, but you but look like a winner. I make fans happy. To the eyes of the fans. That's man. all I'm looking to do is just make the fans happy. Yeah, well, you're going to make them real happy when you're replying to all those want ads. <laughs> <laughs> so, get ready. <laughs> hey, man, as long as I'm not getting something waxed or doing jumping jacks with itching powder on my ball, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'll reply to some want ads. I'll catfish some dudes. I don't care. <laughs> wow. Uh, so wait, but, what happened Sunday? Uh, Sunday, <laughs> I picked the Bengals over the Redskins for you. Joe. Joe asked me to pick that one, and we tied. There was but a only tie. You could pick a tie. <laughs> you can't pick a winner. You can't pick a loser. You're the worst at picking ever. <laughs> ever. It wasn't even a decision. Uh, you know what, though? Props to you for uh, saying I could take the tie yes. in the rankings. But, but props I did not to take you it. for taking the L. I, I mean, I picked the win, and I they did not win. So yes. I, I do take the loss on that one. Uh, but before I get into the rankings and where we're at in the standings, we want to give Joe a shout-out for his burn of the week. New segment on the show, Joe. Woo. First one. This was a hot one. <laughs> burn of the week. Joe tweeted, at Mike Burlon, how'd that tie taste? Hashtag all hail Miss Cleo. Hashtag fuck the Bengals. At Craft B Sports. At Scotty K underscore Junior. Shout out to you, Joe, for uh, your burn of the week. If you want to be considered for the burn of the week, all you got to do is tweet our show's account. <laughs> At Craft B Sports, talk some shit to me or Scott or both of us, uh, <laughs> and, and we may call out your tweet on the show. <laughs> I loved it. As soon as I saw that tweet come in, I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, you're welcome, man. I'm glad I could help." <laughs> that that came to my phone and I lost it. Like, man, Joe got it good. Joe was fired up, man. He was really happy that uh, <laughs> that the Bengals tied that game. So standings, where we're at right now, currently, Scott, you are commanding lead at twelve and four on the season. I'm at five hundred. I'm at eight and eight. I'll take that right now. Yeah, you will. There's a lot of season left, man. <laughs> Talk yourself up. There's a lot of season left. We are going through the Super Bowl. Come on, there's a lot of games. Okay. 
four games is nothing. That's not, two weeks of picks. Not at the rate you're going, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Ty. Well, maybe I'll pick a tie in this week's rank. Uh, this week's games. There's no doubt. <laughs> if history shows us anything, you suck. <laughs> You'll find new and exciting ways to suck. Let's get into the Miss Cleo picks for this week. I will go first, as always. As all the listeners are used to. Uh, For my first pick in the college world this week, going Big Ten in this one. Uh, As as I've done the last couple weeks, fuck you, Miss Cleo. Uh, I'm doing this on my own. I'm not looking into your crystal ball. So I hate Penn State. I can't stand them. I've always hated them ever since... I was in fifth grade when I thought that they stole our uniform colors from my fifth and sixth grade football team. That's how dumb of a kid I was. <laughs> that I was wow. like, they fucking took our starred uniform colors. Shout out St. Charles Lions. They were uh, scouting you. <laughs> yeah. Those kids um, got hello colors. <laughs> we should those, steal it. Those kids wear white pants, white jerseys with blue numbers. <laughs> they got white helmets with a blue stripe. <laughs> we're taking that shit. That's what I thought happened. Uh, wow. But uh, Penn State this week, they avoid the trap game. They beat Iowa this weekend. Best part of this game, though, is that even though Iowa loses, drops the 5-4 and four on the year, Kirk Ferentz is uh, named Big Ten Coach of the Year after the game, <laughs> mainly because the Big Ten is stupid and always gives Kirk Ferentz Coach of the Year honors, even when he doesn't deserve it, uh, which is especially weird getting it coming off of a 79-43 to loss. Shout out, Tyson. Halfway through the season. <laughs> Quite the scar. <laughs> Penn State over Iowa. Alrighty, I'm going to shake up the old ball here. I'm looking at it. Let's see. Uh, Wildcats and Bulldogs. Wildcats and Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, I can't tell if I'm looking at a college game here or if this is an elementary school matchup. <laughs> say Charles Lines? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing as um, these are the two most overused mascots in all of sports. Yep. Um, but I'm guessing... Because Georgia and Kentucky are playing this week, that I'm seeing an SEC matchup. That makes sense. That's my guess. Um, but oh, hey, there's. I'm also seeing that new Anthony Davis commercial. You seen that one? The, the, the this is Sports Center commercial. No, I haven't seen that. The pop up blocker. Oh man, you need to check that out. Is it really Anthony Davis in it, or is it? Yeah, it's really it Anthony his, Davis. It might be his personal assistant. No, not his personal <laughs> assistant. This was this was not a body double. This is the official Anthony Davis. He shows up for that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so good. You need to check that out. And listeners, same to you. If you haven't checked out the Anthony Davis This Is Sports Center commercial, <laughs> pretty pretty funny, pretty clever for the, the guys over at Espen. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, I guess this means UK is going to keep their recent winning streak alive. They've rattled off four in a row. Way to go, Mark Stoops. Right? Yeah, all the talk about his job being on the line all, all season, especially after they started off rough. Yeah. Uh, they're going to become bowl eligible, I guess. But wait, hold on. I see another image. That looks like Herschel Walker, and he's not doing push-ups. It's always thought as the most it's weird amazing. thing about it. It's, it's amazing. so cut up. Amazing. Anyway, homoeroticism aside, um, <laughs> he's wagging his finger at me, though, like Dikembe Mutombo. And I'm going to take that as a hint. I'm not going to go against anything Herschel Walker doesn't want me to do, so <laughs> I don't get jazz kicked. Miss <laughs> Cleo doesn't fail me, though. I'm sticking with her. Bulldogs over the Wildcats. And for Tyson, by the score of 59 to 12. Bulldogs over the Wildcats. Yes. Georgia over 
Kentucky. Just making sure I was listening. That's all I was doing there. Georgia defeats <laughs> Kentucky <laughs> in college football. Uh, you catch that one? You're such a dick. <laughs> Just making sure. All right, moving on to the pros here. So Cleveland this week had its heart ripped out of its chest, uh, their collective chests. They lost a 3-1 lead in the World Series. It was just brutal. But Sunday, Cleveland fans, you get some redemption. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, you got the Cowboys coming to town. Dakota Prescott. First dub, first dub! (laughs) He does not play well. Gets Cowboys fans a little anxious. Ready to get Tony Romo back in there. Which is saying a lot, considering how awful the Browns' secondary is. How awful everything in Browns is. Yeah. But Cleveland fans, they're going to be celebrating in this one. A lot of excitement. A lot of high fives oh, in the stands. All right. A little makeup for the World what? Series. Not because of the Browns. Oh, uh, everybody's oh. just really excited that Ezekiel Elliott ran for like 400 yards as the Cowboys <laughs> rolled. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Those Browns fans are big yeah. Buckeyes fans. Yeah. You know what's funny? I could totally see a scenario where they, they are actually they'll be super pumped for him that. on yeah. more than they are the yeah, Browns. Absolutely. I, I would not be surprised if every time he touched the ball, there was uproarious cheers from the dog pound. Zeke! All Sunday afternoon, the Cowboys can be like, what the fuck's going on? The, uh, the GPO, DWA, whatever the fuck they fucked up this last week. They're going to be super excited for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, Ohio State players doing well. Something to cheer about in Cleveland. Cowboys get the W, 110-2. to two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more impressed that they're going to get a safety than uh, It's just because the center snapped it over Dakota's head. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, let's go to the NFL for me here. Uh, Rams lost the Niners. Okay. They did. Panthers beat the Niners. Surprise. Okay. 49ers are 1-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody knows that thanks to me. 1 plus 6 is 7. The Warriors and Indians blew a three-game, three-one lead in Game Seven. <laughs> Illuminati! Wait, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, shit! The NFL. Oh uh, well, that's kind of how Miss Cleo and I felt about nowadays. Uh, she's dead. I'm all over the place. Who knows what's going on? But the Rams play the Panthers this weekend. For the Rams. They suck hard having lost to the Niners. And even if it was back in week one, I watched that team. God, they were awful. Panthers soak up the sun and cruise to another victory in SoCal. Your fuck you, Tyson score. <laughs> Panthers 102, Rams 85. Whew, high scoring games. 102 this week. to 85. <laughs> A lot of high scoring games. So to recap the picks from Miss Cleo this week, Scott has the Rams. Losing to the Panthers. Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice save. <laughs> nice save. It was two seconds ago. God. Playing it up, yeah. yeah so no, sure. You also have the Georgia Bulldogs t- uh, taking out the Kentucky Wildcats. I do. I have the Cowboys over the Browns and Penn State over Iowa. Some good picks this week. <laughs> Another 4-0 and week that doesn't get you any closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I ever see. <laughs> I'm really holding out hope that Stoops can uh, can get me back in this. I just need to win one week. I just need one week, and that's going to get the ball rolling. No, nah, this will probably be the week I go 0-2 because the Rams will, <laughs> the Rams will rise up Dude, for no reason. I wanted to reason. stay 
as far away from that game as possible. When I was trying to figure out who to pick, I was like, oh, mm. no, I, I actively have been like challenging myself. So I'm looking for ones that aren't so crazy one way or another or like, OK, he's clearly just picking to give Mike one or whatever. Like, I'm not gonna pick, <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to go Browns over the Cowboys because that's just insane. But I'm, you know, I try to find ones. I'm like, that's an even matchup or you could yeah. make an argument for both teams, try to pick a road team. So we'll see. I feel confident in my picks, though. I mean, I, you should. You, know. you should feel Against confident. Against you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> what, what a abs. fucking dick. <laughs> what else? What a dick. My co-host, the fucking asshole. <laughs> All right. You want to find out uh, how we feel about this beer? Absolutely. Let's let's promo it, too. Consumer Candidate brought to you by FireFan. Get ready to raise your game because watching sports will never be the same. Introducing FireFan. It's a game changer. Finally, a sports app that puts you into the game. You guess the plays, you predict the action all in real time while you watch and compete against sports heroes, celebrities, friends, family, or other diehard fans. The more you call it, the more points you get. You can even earn loyalty rewards just for playing the game. Don't miss the hottest app of the year, FireFan. Ignite your passion. So now Mike can make wrong picks in-game, play-by-play, <laughs> not just for the games. But you go on ahead and pre-register today to be one of the first people notified when the FireFan app is ready to be downloaded. Go to our website. You should know it by now, but it's craftbrewedsports.com, and click on the FireFan sign-up link in the menu bar. So I, I'm throwing this out there. Uh, anybody that signs up for FireFan, we're going to start leagues and games. The app is launching late November is when this one uh, launches. And you'll be able to compete against us. You, yes. We so will in start real time, you can see how yes, wrong exactly. You Do can, not wait until the recorded podcast. And the app has a chat feature so you can talk shit. <laughs> Joe is going to be all over your During the shit. game. Yes. Go to the website, craftrootsports.com. Register for the app because... It, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. And it's who be who wants to wait until fun. the podcast to see how wrong Mike is? Now you can do yeah, it. You can find in out game. in game immediately. All, all Sunday long, we'll have games <laughs> where you can just make fun of me for being terrible. <laughs> all right, consumer can it uh, this week? We have our first Mortal Kombat X beer. Uh, this is the Raiden Imperial Saison, a Belgian style ale, eight percent. Scott, what do you got on this one? I'm consuming it. Yeah, dude, this is this is a really good beer. It's I, so good. Like I said, when we opened it and I smelled it, I thought, you know, uh, this is going to be a good one. And Mike and I discussed it prior to the show a little over a week ago. I went on ahead and read some reviews online of the three different Mortal Kombat ones, and this one just happened to be the lowest rated of the three. So. I kind of got a little bummed because I thought eh, maybe maybe everybody was going to be right. But, man, once we opened it, I smelled it and took that first sip. I thought, fuck them. They were wrong. This this beer is good, and not only does it hold up, I, I need another one. Oh, <laughs> like, shit. The 8% is doing its job, but yeah. I, it's so good I want another one. Like I, This will be a beer that I totally seek out again, period. Consume. Consuming the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, I... I'm going to also consume this beer. You are 100% right, man. I Maybe it's because our expectations were lowered because you, you researched and yes. said that the you know this was the worst of the three according to the ratings. But holy shit, man. It is a great fucking beer. <laughs> and I will be the first one to tell you I don't normally like Belgian style. I, I'm not a fan. I love them. Um, 
it, it's so smooth. There is not a lot of that weedy taste to it. Uh, it finishes very clean. It's got a lot of flavor. It is a good fucking beer. Yes. Uh, like, it hands really down, is. if you see Raiden Mortal Kombat X anywhere out, grab it. Fucking buy it. Yes. I fully endorse well, this beer. And, and definitely do, too, for another reason, because I feel like, you know, they brewed it because they got the deal, and, you know, they, they definitely were trying to pump up the beer by signing the deal with Mortal Kombat and Warner to market it like that. But the beer is quality. I mean, if yeah. it didn't have Mortal Kombat on the logo and somebody just said, here, try this beer, I would still be saying the same things about it. It's, I agree. It's really that yeah. good. And they're not paying us to say that, so shit. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's how you know that that right. works. Like, yeah. They don't care about us. It's Yeah, if you had done a... You're right. If you had done a blind taste test and just handed me a glass of this beer, I, I would have been Absolutely on board with delicious. it. Absolutely uh, delicious. Really good beer, which gets me really excited for the other two. Because if this yes. was supposedly the worst one of the three... My only concern... Shit. <laughs> the Sub-Zero... It falls sub into zero the plight of the Outer Trap. Yes. <laughs> the Sub-Zero one it is also an Imperial IPA, too. So I'm accepting... Ooh. I'm expecting Hop City. Yeah, that's going to be super hot. Now... It could maybe it can totally redeem the California IPA, <laughs> and where Citra Dog failed, Pliny the Elder. Was it Pliny the Elder? Yeah, it was Pliny the Elder. Oh, okay, all right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All right, well, where that failed, maybe this can get boosted back up and you know redeem yeah. the Imperial, the high volume IPA. Yeah, uh, it's so good. Find it anywhere that you can. Seriously, uh, absolutely you, delicious. You get a couple bombers of it because you're gonna love it. This has been Consumer Can It. Uh, brought to you again by Firefan. Sign up for that on our website. You know what I just realized? We both consumed Raiden on this one. We did. Raiden wins. Flawless victory. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> one of the best Flawless drops we've ever done. <laughs> oh, that was good. Uh, you want to do one more drop? Let's do one more drop. Yes. Uh, you got a little bit left in your glass there. Finish him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The only one missing is Toasty. <laughs> uh, we got to get that for next week. That's <laughs> yes. a good one to give. No, maybe week. we should save it for Scorpion because that's when Scorpion. Oh uh, yes, the Toasty. Yes, so we'll save that for the <laughs> final week of the three. <laughs> oh man, so much oh, fun! This is great. I'm so glad that you found these, man. I've never been. Me too. I knew there was something big when you called me because you you called me first. Yes, and Mike and I are dudes all the way. Full it's like, on texting. Unless somebody's hey, dying yeah. or something super yeah, serious has happened. Me. Nobody's calling anybody. <laughs> so he answered, dude, what's up? I'm like, Beer. I was ready for, hey man, I can't do the show anymore. <laughs> and I was going to be like, well, can I keep the name? Like, what? How are we going to do it? I already signed away all the rights, so <laughs> that's fine. I'll just find a new co-host. But it was, dude, I found it. And I was like, found <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm going to send you a picture. I found it. Fucking call me right back. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and now you know why Glenn was uh, barred from guessing. Yes, because he was with me Glenn when was there I purchased these. And so, yes, he wasn't allowed to guess. <laughs> uh, and I rarely do this, but I'm keeping the bottle. Uh, please, yeah. Help no, I mean, yourself. I'm just saying, yeah. I just, it, it's a really, the logo's really cool, and I want to remember yeah. this moment. Clean it out. There's your, there, put that on a <laughs> shelf. <laughs> the the seven year old kid in me. <laughs> 
I mean, think about it. When broke you were, his fingers on the D-pad. I was going to say, when you were a kid playing Mortal Kombat, did you ever think there'd be a day that you were drinking a Mortal Kombat beer? Hell no. Not exactly. Even, there's no way I even like, could envision That's that. cool as shit. Anybody who liked Mortal Kombat, you should fucking do this just for, the, just for your inner child. Yes. But the Drink beer, it the, but it's for good. your inner adult, it's, it's so fucking good. Nails it's it. so good. Uh, this has been another episode of Craft Food Sports. Thank you guys so much, Cleveland fans. We love you. We're sorry. Please don't be mad at us, Cubs fans. Uh, live it up. Yep. Enjoy. It Cubs might be fans. another hundred eight years. <laughs> you never know. Enjoy all that fucking Cubs fans. This <laughs> <laughs> has been Craft Food Sports. You can follow us on Twitter at Craft B Sports. Get your shit talking in there. Uh, you can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, send us an email, craftbrewsports at gmail.com. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. This has been Craft Brood Sports. Cheers, everybody. We out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.